Welcome to the Kryptonaut Podcast. I am Mark Storrs, and with me, as always, is... I am Chris Carnicelli. And... Rob Morphy. Thank you for joining us. Um, you know what? Be sure to follow us the social medias, the Instas, the Twitters, the Facebooks. We've got a bunch of new followers on Instagram, which is super awesome. Adorable. Word. So feel free to shoot me a DM. I'm always hanging out over there. Uh, ratings and reviews are very important for this podcast, and we appreciate them. So please be sure to leave those on the iTunes and Apple Podcast apps. Uh, our reviews are actually looking really good. We got a, our, the last graph that I looked at. It said that your reviews are up 170. percent Oh, I'm like how is it wow. possible? Jeez, Louise! That's, that's and we a had lot. a pretty steady stream. God bless y'all. Yeah, yeah. No, I, we are right now inundated with reviews, which is good. Ooh. I love it. Keep them coming. Thank you. Stick around after the episode's over because we're going to be doing some reviews there. Um. We have uh, our Big Cartel shop, which is scripting.podcast.bigcartel.com. You can get some goodies there. Uh, currently, the stickers are out, but we are going to restock because we ran out of the Evil Science and Magic Buddy stickers. So we're going to restock uh, the die cut sticker and the standard Kryptonite Charlie's Angels logo sticker. Those are going to be restocked. Mm. But we do have the enamel pins, and those are selling really well. So thank you to everyone that's buying them. Uh, that, again, that is two enamel pins for thirteen dollars. Be sure to uh, order those and get pictures and shoot us over. You know, tag us on Instagram with them. We like seeing people rocking. Oh, them out absolutely! There. Got a couple beer koozies left. Those are running pretty low. Uh, T Public, you can get T-shirts, you can get totes, you can get uh, sweatshirts, you can get all kinds of fun stuff over there. A lot of orders for the uh, Baphomet Heller Space Alien combo. <laughs> yeah, that's a good Classic. one. We got like six orders this week. Really? Yeah, and I'm like, I kept thinking it was the same order, but they just kept giving me the same email, and then I'm like, oh no, shoot, I actually sold six of them, so. Oh, that's so, yeah, awesome. on top of the standard logo t-shirt and everything. So be sure to check all that out. The links for that will be in the description of this podcast. Um, You know what? We're just going to get started here. Let's do it. This is a fun little story. We're going We're going back to, uh, I guess, what you could say is one of the inaugural classics in terms of uh, grand theme of this podcast. We are talking about Little Green Frogmen. Indeed we Jeez. are. And isn't that... An adorable nom de plume. It is. It is. So let's get started with, in the mid-1970s, a lone motorist had the shock of his young life when he nearly drove headlong into a small army of semi-humanoid, helmet-clad, frog-like fiends who were standing vigil in the muddy fields adjacent to an isolated crossroads in rural France. You just never know what you're going to find. In rural France, just no. a little militia of frogs. Yeah, or you know, it could be it could be a nice like bed and breakfast, a good wine, a bistro, some cheese, some frogmen, or, or a pile of frogmen, or just a, a bunch of frogmen. Pile, yeah, so a pile uh, of cheese. <laughs> so Robert, why don't we uh, why don't we dive into this and tell us how this this uh, this young uh, person here came across a little militia of frogs? I will. All right, but first some historical context. <clears throat> While unquestionably rare, incidents of human beings coming into contact with diminutive and ostensibly amphibious frog-like entities are more common than one might expect. Irrefutably, the most celebrated event involving such creatures occurred in the wee hours of March 1955 when a short-order cook from Ohio by the name of Robert Honeycutt came across a bizarre troika of parachute-pants-clad, wand-wielding, broad-mouthed beings that have found worldwide prominence as... The Loveland Frogmen, which we all know and love. Our That's very right. first episode. Absolutely. Yeah. There it is. Honeycut. Honeycut getting it, getting down with it. You got sheriffs the shooting an iguana. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sheriff shooting iguana. We, got, yeah. we, have, we have basically a decades long saga of, uh, of weird shit involved with these uh, Loveland Frogmen. By the way, they were called Frogmen simply because 
they had broad, lumpy, gray heads with yeah. broad mouths and like kind of fat ripples that went yeah. horizontally across their head. They're not because they really were truly resembling frogs. Right. The later cases have like pictures of that thing that's constantly stepping over that guardrail. Yeah. That's the that's the stuff from the seventies where the cops were shooting at like yeah. the super iguana. That's more of a classic frogman. But um but all that aside, in doing research for this, I have come across literally piles of fucking frog and toad. <laughs> toad yeah, we can't forget I'm, toad not, I'm not here to be biased. Yeah. Some are dry, some are slimy. Uh humanoid type creatures interacting with human beings um and we're gonna and we're gonna delve into them but uh but this case that we're dealing with today specifically this this uh this case of the little green frogmen uh is absolutely unique all right so look out in the future for our frogmen series it, re- it's, it is going to be a continuing yeah, saga <laughs> just we got more frogmen for you dude, this I, week. Because, and here's the thing it's not even just because i love frogmen right Disclaimer, we, I we, fucking love yeah, frogmen. Frog I absolutely love like amphibious, you know, humanoid water dwelling things, be it the Thetis Lake monster or whatever. Um, so part of it is our genuine love of this shit, but part of it is also every case I come across is fucking amaze balls. Yeah. But I digress. Let's go to France, Robert. Well, we're 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 still getting there. Okay. Other similar events have occurred throughout the 20th century, but in terms of scale alone, the single most overwhelming incident of this type has got to be the invasion-sized force of bipedal rana seen lurking in the marshy meadows of the Ardennes forest region near the Franco-Belgian frontier on a warm and typically dark and stormy night. And I'm sure most of our listeners know, but Rana is just the genus for frogs. And, I didn't know what that and was. And here's the thing. You can only write the word frog so many times before you start to hate yourself. <laughs> so you just got to dig deep and find alternate ways of saying it. I was thinking like Adam Strange and like Ron, like the actual like planet. Not do, you remember, planet. do you remember, guys, the old horror God. film, I think from like 1980 or 1981, Rana, the Legend of Shadow Lake? Which was oh, about the a name, bipedal the name frog. Yeah, sounds man. familiar. It was but. also retitled, and it's a much better title. Croaked the frog monster from hell. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> title I remember Rana. too. Croaked. Yeah, it's troll fuck. Croaked. It's not a great <laughs> movie, sake. but Christ, it's a it's a predatorial frogman. So of course I love it. All right. On the night of May 2nd, 1976, sometime between 9 and 9:30 p.m., a 21 year old butcher, cyclist, and amateur footballer—that's soccer to us local folks—named yeah. Dominique Minou. And please understand, I am going to bash the French language here. Was driving his Renault R15 through the daylight savings dusk on a road from Matan to La Etang de Benel. So he's leaving Matan. He's going to La Etang de Benel. I love your French. Thank you. It's the best. Right. I know. I'm owning it. <laughs> daylight savings means even though it's nine nine thirty, there's still a hint of light in the air. <clears throat> okay. But that's that's what's happening. The course took him through a remote wooded area known as Le Bois de Repé on his way home from his brother's house. Le Bois de Repé. And by the way, that, that, that translates as wood strokes. Oh. The forest of wood strokes. Okay. okay. I'd like to think it's about chronic masturbation. It's probably about lumberjacking. Or is the wood having a stroke? Lumberjacking off. Or, or, uh, no, no Forgive me. Through. See you next week. Yeah. Wow. It's over. Pod's over. Jeez, the withering Fuck looks sake. I'm getting right God, now. Of all... has, has no one ever delivered a pun? 
<sighs> not but that bad. Not that bad. That was oh, terrible. Come on. <laughs> you lost points, good son. I surely We're did. We're seriously considering stopping right now. Yeah, yeah. This, no, this, I know. We might, this might be the last pod you hear. <laughs> it might be. I, I might wow. have to cry in the bathroom. Right, is this yeah, the new direction? No, I think that we need you to really consider your puns before you deliver them. Just I take think, a moment, a breath. Just a breath to think about it. Just a moment, a breath. I a lot of things. Okay, good. Go good. back to school. Yeah, yeah. Find a no. church. There's DeVry. A woman. There's DeVry. Oh, MIT. There's, yeah, there's MIT. There's the Un- University of Phoenix. I, I there's need a lot to get of places back on track. I, no, I need to get Phoenix. back on track. <laughs> there's a lot of places you can go. There's online schooling for everybody now. Yeah. St. John Fisher. Lumberjacking off. Uh, <laughs> come on. Come on. <laughs> You're like, guys, come on. <laughs> come on, guys. Look at it. It's a lumberjacking. Oh, Jack it off. Damn yeah. All right, so in my, I stand by. You know, no one cares about my uh, my wood having a stroke because apparently stroke <laughs> jokes are uh, <laughs> not good, but whatever. So, all right, wow. Robert, continue. <sighs> He's on his way home. All right, good. Good place to be. From, from wood stroke wood. Wow, okay, good. Though young, Dominique was a well-respected professional in his community, and as he popped on his headlights to cast away the shadows bred by the trees in the dwindling sunlight, he could never have imagined that he was about to witness something that would haunt him to his grave. Oh, my God. Oh, Perhaps beyond. The worst kind of haunt. But at least yeah, to the grave. All the way to the your grave dad. Fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, what is happening today? Anyway, it's focus. We haven't, we haven't seen each other in two weeks. It's so. true. It's sort of a, a giddy wow. reunion yeah. on top of a podcast. And Rob is ruining puns, but whatever. Continue, please. <laughs> Whoa. As Dominique slowed to make a left-hand turn at the crossroads that intersected an old quarry and a pair of boggy fields, he swiftly realized that something was dreadfully amiss. The first thing Dominique noticed was a cascading series of what appeared to be circular red lights, about four inches in diameter, atop the dark silhouettes littering the field before him. As he slowed his car to a stop, the butcher's headlights illuminated a collection of diminutive, semi-humanoid beings standing in the quagmire approximately 30 feet in front of his vehicle. That's not what you want to see in a quagmire. It's not what you want to see in a quagmire. No. Well, and the quagmire, you know what? I tend to be hyperbolic. It's probably like a muddy field. Quagmire it, is more like yes. something where you, you know, can sink fucking tanks. The cluster consisted of roughly 50 greenish-skinned creatures standing immobile in the muck in various positions, literally frozen like deer in headlights. Dominique could see the creatures from both the front, back, and in profile, and he deemed that the things were less than four feet in height and noted that they had webbed, frog-like hands and, where they could be seen, feet. Hmm. So... All of the the hands and the hands and feet, whatever right. you can see, the feet were wet. But they're frozen. Yeah, that's weird. They're frozen. Okay, they're frozen. Like, oh, headlights are on. Don't move. You can't see me now. Okay, and I'm 50. immobile. Yeah. Think about this. 50. Active camo. 50. Yeah, exactly. Fifty-four <laughs> foot tall amphibians. Yeah. It's like when you see a, a, a group of kids. Right. Four feet tall. Fifty of them. Yeah. It's, it's actually it's, it's actually imposing. It's, it's no, I'll, be, I'll tell you, if I was driving down a street and then like having to turn and my headlights went into a field and fifty kids were just frozen, like you yeah, can't see man, me I'm frozen, like, uh, I might not sleep for three. Well, weeks. that's yeah. just creepy. Yeah, yeah, it's creepy as fuck. But then transpose but, fucking frogmen, and yeah. you're like, well, that's well, it's equally creepy, but also I guess kind of intriguing. All right, it's fucked up. He further noted that these apparently naked entities were fairly corpulent, he's French after all, he's going to use fancy words, with pop bellies and extraordinarily thin arms that hung well below their knees. Though the frogmen's legs were also impossibly thin, they were notably shorter than the arms, which cut a perturbing figure. So you got these tiny, thin, fucking Kermit-like yeah. legs, 
big fucking fat ass torso. No parachute pants. No parachute pants. All right, naked. Naked as the day is long. Ah, uh, brave. And big dangly thin arms that go past the knees. Brave frogmen who don't let brave their, frogmen. They're 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 body image positive. Or maybe that's their primetime beach body. For all we know, <laughs> the, the French bog is their fucking Riviera, and they're oh, there to as good as they show get. off their hot fucking pop they bellies. They got like, they're like Gerard Depardieu, uh, oh. little, little, little undies on. Yeah, yeah, he's got go. the fucking Speedos yeah. and gut for days, just and he a, doesn't give, his confidence is what a, makes him sexy. a bunch of wine in movies that no one cares about. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Perfect. As if all of this weren't disconcerting enough, Dominique also observed that unlike conventional amphibious animals, or any other animals aside from humans, these bipedal beasts were sporting what appeared to be manufactured flat-topped helmets, complete with face masks and luminous red eyes. It's kind of cool. That changed the game a little. It's kind of cool. Wait a minute. Because up until that, frogs and stormtrooper helmets, kind of dope. We're in straight cryptozoology land. Stormtrooper helmet. Well, you know what? You know what? I actually see Star-Lord helmet. Just the flat face, the red eyes. That's right, yeah. Just a nondescript sort of protect my face, and I have infrared vision, I assume. But be naked. But be naked. And look like a stormtrooper. Okay. Naked, green, webbed. With a sweet, sweet helmet, and like I say, that is that is the monkey dick that gets thrown into the ah, works. the old monkey dick's back because you're just like, all right, so maybe like uh, like the hibernating frogs and uh, and cicadas we've talked about, maybe every thirty seven years, you know, bipedal frog like creatures that maybe aren't even that intelligent dig their way out of the fields of France to bathe in the stormy, you know, winter or spring, you know, rains, and and then yeah. they bury themselves back down after they breed. You can all, I mean, you don't believe that because you think someone's going to find No, but this. at least it, there's a biological but, kind of yes. thing. Right. But, but the helmet. But then you throw the fuck-sucking yeah. helmets in the fucking mix, and there it is. That could be some kind of control harness. You never know. It, sh- could be a slave army of naked little frogs. Who's the master? Wow. Yeah, exactly. Who's I the love master? where you're going with this. Could be Nazis. Who knows? Oh, could be. Oh, how did I not see that coming? Dude, it's France. Jesus Christ. I know they've been what, under threat what? by the Nazis. Is well, this some once, sort of Napoleonic curse? Could be, dude. Oh my Napoleon. God, could you imagine? You what, Hit, well, Hitler died in, what, 69 or 70 or something are, like that? Are, no, really? I'm joking. I don't I'm even know what to do. Probably in Argentina. Yeah. Yeah. In you Argentina. might not be Well, wrong, you're, just, uh, you're assuming he, he's he dead. Could, yeah, his, his head could be severed with Walt Disney's and oh, still be alive. Oh, his brain is somewhere. Yeah. Doing some <laughs> evil shit. Nazis. It's clearly in a bog. Yeah. <laughs> Controlling frogmen. Frogmen. Nothing pisses me off more than a bunch of fucking Nazis. Bunch of Nazi frogmen. Wow. So my goddamn grandfather fought in World War II. WW2. Oh, boy. That's right. The God big one. It. Yeah. Yep. All right. Continue. Best generation. Continue before God I start getting on my All fucking right. thing going here. God damn it. Son wow. of a bitch and fucking Nazis. <sighs> Dadge. And I'm, I'm upset when I talk about him. I get mad. I get angry. It's the new Dadge order. It's important. <laughs> it's important to know that while the eyes were glowing, let me read specifically. The youth remarked that their orbicular eyes were self-illuminated, but was quick to point out that they did not emit any beams. So while uh, uh, okay. the red eyes glowed, there was nothing. Like, yeah, right. Like there was like just looking nothing. around. Sure, yeah. that'd be weird. It would be. They might have the okay, so they're, they're not from Krypton. All right, good. Yeah, there goes my fucking theory. Hot. <laughs> no. As Dominique stared through his windshield, he tried to make sense of what he was witnessing. The things in the pasture had clearly become stationary in reaction to his headlights. But what had they been doing? He saw nothing in their webbed hands or any organized grouping that might indicate a collective purpose. There were just 50 inert, helmet-clad creatures that appeared to be aware of, though unsure of how to react to, the bright lights. 
Very animal-like reaction, I'd say. Okay. Dominique, a renowned reader, and I know this well, <laughs> because his friend said he likes to read. He reads a lot. Yeah. I wish you guys would say that about me, but you won't. Well, I, you you're a renowned reader? I don't read. Have that, you ever read? Okay, well, then we're maybe. not going to say that. How can I, what do you do a lot? Maybe make me feel good. Do, say, just say the one thing you like to do the most. I read a lot of comic books. A renowned reader. comic book yeah. aficionado. <laughs> there, there. You, you want to clap? <laughs> yeah. Thanks, thanks. Dash, Here's a cookie. Dash, dash, I just finished dash. Crisis on Infinite Earths for like the 15th time. Again. Can I get back to Dominique, so, please? You can, sorry. Renowned reader. <laughs> Would almost certainly have been aware of the fact that over the course of history, this locale had been the site of more amassed armies and bloody battles than could be conveniently chronicled. Might he have considered the fact that he may have borne witness to the first recorded mobilization of a non-human fighting force? Or perhaps a potential scouting expedition. In all fairness, the record mm. notes no such speculation. But that's what we're here for. That's right. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Regardless of the amassed frogman's purpose, the young witness realized that he was a minority of one, and that the moment these things stopped being intimidated by his headlights, he could be in for a heap of trouble. He abruptly decided that he would abandon his trip and return to his brother's home post-haste. To that end, Dominique turned onto the left-hand road and backed his car up. It was then that the car's light caught sight of a solitary frogman standing in some shrubs just over 10 feet away from his Renault on the opposite side of the road. Dominique didn't hesitate long enough to ascertain how many of the beings were populating the adjacent Lee. Maybe one, maybe a thousand. He would never know as he sped away from the scene without looking back. Mm, so on yeah, the other side of the road, bucked. just one in the bush. Right. But behind in that field, who knows? Maybe that's, Could that's be. where the encampment is. Could be the rest of them, yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the wizard master. Yeah. Dominique's brother would later confirm that when his sibling arrived, he was a nervous wreck. The anxiety was so acute that he was unable to sleep that night, and even though he felt that he ought to alert the authorities in case these creatures represented a genuine threat to the human race, the butcher was afraid to do so for fear that the police might think him, and I quote, a madman. Oh, oh madman. Don't want to be labeled a madman Nobody in does. France. No, bad scene. Although he didn't go public with his account, the story still managed to creep out across the grapevine and eventually made its way to French ufologist and the editor of the UFO magazine, Again, I'm going to do a brutal job. Lumiere's Dance de la Nuit, or Lights in the Night, as will henceforth be referred, cool. M. Spingler. Spingler wasted no time in tracking down Dominique, and on May 8th, he convinced the reluctant witness to accompany him to the local gendarmerie police station to tell his story and make an official report. Perhaps figuring locals could be in real jeopardy if he remained silent, Dominique decided to put his reputation on the line, and he told the police everything he had seen. Two days later, the butcher and Spingler even accompanied the officers to the scene of the encounter, but, not surprisingly considering the boggy conditions, no physical evidence surfaced at the site. Despite the fact that Dominique risked both ridicule and the very real economic calamity that going public with his revelations may have caused his business, the police, and even to a degree Spingler, felt that his calm demeanor in retelling the events of May 2nd were not consistent with the genuine fear that he had purportedly undergone in the days following the encounter. Both parties became more skeptical when they returned the following night and found that their headlights did not seem to illuminate as much of the fields as they had hoped. Nevertheless, by the time Spingler had published his article about the event under the title 50 Little Green Frogmen, which is of course where I got the appellation for this article, Nice. Uh, in the December 1976 issue of Lights in the Night, his editor, 
had come across another case from the same area dating just months before May of 1976, wherein another eyewitness had discovered webbed tracks in the snow in the same region where Dominique claimed to have had his encounter. So, in the... In the PDF, in the Flying Saucer Review, because Gordon Creighton, and we've talked about him in other podcasts, mm-hmm. the great you know British uh, polyglot who spoke I don't know how many languages and and you know did all sorts of research, he would take all of these different articles from regional UFO reports and uh, and put them together for the Flying Saucer Review, which makes that one of the more premier uh, publications of its day. So when he came across this, uh, he translated Spingler's work. And, Sping- and, and and in it, there were like little uh, like breakdowns, both from him mm. and from the editor of Nights in the Sky. But of course, as aforementioned, the editor of Nights in the Sky was fucking Spingler. Yeah. So, so he's acting like there's two people when there's only one? No. I, I'm not trying to start a controversy here. No. There was just a hot little, button topic. Listen, it was translated <laughs> from the French article, so okay. who knows how Creighton did it. But basically, what it said is, after the article was over, the article written by Spingler, it said, right. editor's note. Okay. Now... As we mentioned earlier in the article, the editor was allegedly Spingler himself, but maybe it was a, a different editor at this point, Dude, or a sub-editor. This Who is knows? like li- this is like like liking and commenting on your own Facebook status when no one else it does. It could be. Okay. Or it could just be a guy clarifying. Okay. So basically what he says is, in 1975, um, just months before Dominique had his sighting of all of these fucking frog-helmeted frog creatures... Um, in the winter months where it was snowy, somebody else in those same fields had reported finding web tracks. Yeah. So the old frog tracks in the snow trick. This tangible evidence associated with that case seemed to have changed the demeanor of those investigating Dominique's sighting from transforming it from incredulous to credible. After all, hallucinations don't have feet, webbed or otherwise. So basically this wraps it up. It's a case wherein... Nothing happens, yet the implications are absolutely fucking fascinating, I think. First off, the sheer mass of things that we're seeing. Right. Um, it's a lot of little fry, little naked helmet-clad frogmen. Exactly. Right. And as you mentioned, the second part is the helmet-clad. Yeah, yeah who's that's fucking, a little... Uh... Who's arming the frogmen? I don't know. I, I mean, that I could brought be a up the Nazis precedent. before. It would be like somebody bringing Uzis into the Amazon and trying to like oh, change cultural warfare. No, dude, give the monkeys Uzis. Yeah. How, what are the primates going to do with a goddamn what's Uzi? That, uh, what's that? If you give a uh, hundred monkeys a hundred typewriters, it'll make you a hundred stories or some such no, shit? No, after a hundred years, they'll write Shakespeare Okay, so if you give a hundred monkeys a hundred Uzis, they'll fucking take the Oh, no, please sh- tell me. Please yeah, tell me the analogy out. to fucking yeah. writing Hamlet. Please. It's how Planet of the Apes work, okay? That, you, it did not. Did you yeah. even watch you, those fucking yeah, movies? Yeah, I love those movies. How dare you? They got the Millennium Falcon and TIE Fighters. You phenomenal. are wrong, sir. I mean, there was the... the You're breaking the, my sci-fi the Enterprise. So this dude comes across this enormous group of naked helmet clad frogs which actually aren't doing anything other than freezing no. because they see the light they're not like assembled Ooh. in like military lines they're right. not they're doing just kind of like gathering it seems like yeah. they're just doing some shit maybe they're maybe they're looking for grubs who the fuck knows maybe literally you know mm-hmm. i i've talked about it you know in terms of army just basically as analogous to size but really these could be like flashlight helmets and it helps them like score some night crawlers at night and some other beetles and shit. They're just going through the muck, mm. trying to feed their little underground fucking frog folk colony. Maybe it was just people, you know? Could be just a bunch of weird looking people. I, well, well, yeah. There's, I mean, they have no, they have pot bellies. All right, all right. But green skinned. Okay. Well, fairly corpulent torsos, arms that extend past <laughs> the knee. 
right. webbed fucking feet. Well, that just why all... would there be fucking fifty plus, considering what's going on in the other fields, naked, semi-deformed, green-skinned humans looking for grubs with webbed fucking hands grubbing it up? Yeah, they're, they're, part, they're a part of a. That's where they. Colony. That's where they live. Oh, all right, all right. <laughs> You're a, a bag of scum. Colony. Really? That's where you keep all the deformed people. Is in a colony? Yeah, okay, like like no, a leper no, colony. You know what? No. No. There's and, an underground cave. Yeah, where they in live. In the bog. Can, can we fucking agree that these aren't humans? <laughs> yes, can we please yes. do that? It's Well, I don't know. I, where I mean, seemingly start, not, just because they're, they're shaped Where weird, we're going to start with this is we're going to say, okay, we're going to start with a skeptical approach, because the, towards the end here, there is some skeptical, some skeptical things I happening. I am all about putting in um, all of it. Okay. Not, we don't we don't right. like bias this. So, we don't try to skew this just towards the believing. The, what would have what could this guy have seen that he would have misidentified and or completely taken the wrong way? I don't know. Oh my. Uh, yeah. I, I, a, a, a late night game of tag organized by a crazy inventor who gave small children headlamp flashlight helmets to protect themselves and find each other um, and but do the it only naked ki- but the only kids he could find yeah, were really. from a local nudist camp and it was a full healthy biological immersion experiment where just keep talking the, the parents keep were around <laughs> the parents were around everything was safe it wasn't a fucking it wasn't a scum but fest. they all had long arms but due to malnutrition okay. because okay. nudists don't know how to eat apparently no, I just boy. fucking offended our seven nudist listeners. I don't really go. mean it. They all laughed the show. Obviously, you're happy. all super healthy vegans. You're naked. You're going to care about that shit. Um, I don't <laughs> fucking know. They're not people. I don't. I can't listen. You can tell me. You I think was thinking he's lying. Like, like an, I could say he's lying. I was thinking maybe that in the fields there was some sort of like farm equipment or like inanimate oh objects or something that maybe he saw real quick and was like, oh shit, what's this? Well, the problem is that there's fifty of them, or right. and they're separate. Right. Well, depending on how he's parked and what he's looking at, maybe he could possibly misidentify so something. So you're, you're and saying fifty out. helmeted hoes at random positions? Oh, is it, is it like rakes? Assembled is it fifty rakes? Could have been a bunch rakes of rakes. Yeah, could have been a bunch of rakes. Fifty sides. I'm just saying that maybe something in the field he could have missed. Listen, I don't want to go there, but we have to bring this up because we have to give everything a fair Are and right? balanced shot. I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it wasn't farm equipment. Recently on Reddit, I saw a post where someone was like, oh, these guys believe in everything. And I was like, hey, no, we don't. We, no, we are don't. skeptical. That's a so to you, Mr. Reddit poster, I forget your fucking username and slash whatever. Clearly he's but, unfamiliar with the blimp protocol. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, just, so I'm just saying... We got the possibility on there, and of course, because the police did go back and they were like, "There ain't shit here." Well, yeah. we, they did the headlight test; they couldn't see anything in, in the area. So that's not true. They did the headlight test, and the, their beams on a granted different they car didn't see as good as they thought they were ex- going to see. Right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Didn't illuminate right. as much as they thought it might. Yeah. But bear in mind, um, and it was another researcher, and I'm, I'm pissed at myself for not being able to remember his name. Pointed out it's daylight savings time. It is starting to get dark, and he's got his headlights on. You know, it's nine nine thirty, but it is not pitch black out yet. Right. Sure. So he's not relying. Dominique is not relying solely on his headlights. Right. So he's got his headlights. He's got a little bit of dwindling light from the you know descending sun, and and he is seeing something that clearly terrifies him. Okay. Now we've all seen some shit. I mean. Oh, yeah. We've, I mean, we've been all together and seen some weird shit, but we've all seen something that's like, the fuck? And then you look closer and it's like, oh, it's a mailbox with a car. I'm saying, man, maybe he just saw something real quick ears. and he was just like, shit, and he got nervous and bailed out. You yeah, know? but when you stop, and the beams are on, you're looking, you see it, and then when he backs around, he sees one, you know, 
at about 10 to 12 feet. Could be. Yeah. Could be a post. Oh, with a reflector. Yeah, on but it. what about the, the other same. 48? Could be a lot of posts. A lot of I mean, he just did. I, well, I mean, he was. At, I'm sure he didn't count. Uh, or did he? I mean, did he say there like, time to count. One, it was two. about 50. All right, well, let's get into fun magic time. But like, here. he saw f- almost 50 pairs of red eyes. Yes. Right. And yeah. mask ish things and with Mac and me bodies. Yeah, basically. <laughs> right. Yeah, way of was No, Mac it's true. Bodies, it's true. Yeah. They are Mac and me bodies. 100%. So we can keep the possibility that maybe he did misidentify something because it's what we have to do. So um, let's just go to that. Okay, no, he really did see this weird army of 50 frogs with this crazy uh, <laughs> gear on. Uh, maybe even more than 50 in the in the other field. So what the fuck is that about? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the really. Like, what, what, no, what that becomes the, the real effing dilemma here, doesn't it? I mean, well, I mentioned Nazis before. It Could it be a dormant Nazi experiment that was could meant to been, rise man? up? And, Dude. Uh, or can you imagine this? You can't trust those fucking Nazis. The Allied fighting forces working their way across France, trying to, you know, go headlong into the the belly of the beast, which was Germany at that point. What better way to fucking thwart them than subterranean, yeah, semi-amphibious yeah. fucking frog army to drag them down, yeah, devour I... their ankles, shred their Achilles tendons, and fucking leave them to bleed to death in the infectious ridden mud yeah. of fucking eastern France. Gouge out their filthy fucking Nazi eyes. Well, I mean, they're Nazi frogs. They're doing it to the good guys. Oh, but there's a couple of them that, that go rogue, and they're like, oh, no, huge. Oh, so, hell? so inglorious frogmen. Yeah, inglorious frogmen. So wow, it actually well, sounds okay. it actually sounds like like a Hellboy storyline. It sure familiar. does. Oh no, listen, a weird monster that shouldn't exist, right. displaying humanoid tendencies, and oh wait, add in what apparently is a piece of manufactured technology. That's Magnola as the day is long. Yeah, fuck yeah. So, okay, uh, let's start with, do we think this, I mean, are we talking hell, are we talking space, are we talking elemental, cryptozoology, what do we got? Because there's nothing instinct, really alien about it. My first instinct, no, no UFOs. No. Not. Now, people associate this constantly with aliens because of the technology. Yeah, just because, yeah, it's, it's weird, but too. No fucking UFO. Nothing seen, no. no. goddamn alien, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, that's right. First off, we can have weird, intelligent, fucked up shit here, too. Yeah. Let's not dismiss Mother Earth. Stop giving Jupiter all oh. the fucking crud. I know. I'm, I'm sick of it. It's oh, shit. Yeah. Fucks. Yeah. Jerks. <laughs> yeah. Jerks. jerks. Fuck you, Jupiter. Piece so, of shit. Whoa. Yeah. Mark is mad. I mean, so I, I it's hard to tell. Here, here's, here's where you go. Like, they clearly aren't looking to interact with this dude. Right. They, they seem to be intimidated by the lights. Though, then again, when he was parked and aiming the lights at the creatures that were frozen... This other motherfucker might have been sneaking up behind him because maybe it's one of those things where, um, like those angels in Doctor Who, if you're not looking directly oh, at yeah, them, yeah, dude, they're they like fucking, you. they're on you. Yeah, Ooh, dude, maybe. So death, maybe death by Frogman. But you think an intelligent creature, or if all right, here it is: if a creature is intelligent enough to build a protective helmet that f- somehow helps you see better at night, I'm assuming infrared type technology, but who the fuck knows? It's all speculation. Then you would know that standing suddenly still does not make you disappear. No, not at all. So is is it that Unless they just have this weird gut instinct to like freeze when there's danger and it's just something they cannot overcome no matter how intellectually advanced they might be in terms of technology? Or are these weird grotesqueries being used by a force that is more intelligent and maybe just as non-human 
and and being given this type of technology and sent out for a purpose. I automatically assume that the helmets are not made by the frogs, but made by somebody else and then given to them. But that's racist. Well, I mean, I don't. <laughs> what? I don't really think it's racist. It is not um, racist. No, I'm pretty it's, sure it's, it's not. It's cyst. No, I'm, I'm. I'm just assuming for some reason that it's like a slave class or something. So, like the mole men in, yeah. uh, in the old fucking fifties. Yeah, I think they were forced to do some yeah, like, sort like, of thing. Like they're being like are they enslaved. out foraging? Are they out stealing the farmers' crops? I don't know what comes into harvest. Oh, yeah, really, spell components. I mean, actually, if you think about it, militarily speaking, what better type of soldier would you have? Than this little four foot frog that you just slap a helmet on like Wolverine Weapon X style, and just send them out and send them out into battle. But there's no weapons. They're not That's carrying the they're not laser carrying swords. Anything. They're not even carrying like simple tools. Yeah, yeah there's nothing. They're just kind of out there. And so why maybe there? It was like a beta run. I mean, I feel like that's terrain specific. If you're going to use frog people. I also feel like although if, frogs if would they be were ever used in the mud, if they were ever used as a fighting force, we would know. Or would like, we? Well, there'd be like a, well, I mean, if all right, if their fighting force is like. You know, Pierre in that cottage, he's kind of a dick. Devour them all. <laughs> then that's one thing. That's yeah. like a fucking black op Dude, mission you, you go in and send, do it. If you send the frogmen fucking up over to Cambodia, you don't hear from Cambodia. Well, well oh. they would fit into the jungle camouflage Exactly. So They'd probably love it. Maybe yeah, what we're... Are, what are they doing dealing... walking around in the snow? Amphibians can't walk around on fucking snow. That's why snow. I said the old fucking Ooh. frog footprint in the snow trail. Are they robots? Are they designed to they look like be. fucking helmeted frogs, but they feel no pain, no cold, no emotions? Just blood. They just, just want blood. They just have bloodlust and a need yeah. for fucking WD-40. For some reason, I think this God, is a military what? op. Like, this is a is black it, is op. Is it the French, or is, is it leftover no, Nazi? I think... I, we always want it to be leftover Nazis. Well, it, 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 it feels like that. It, it, it that's, does. That's the greatest... They're the greatest villains in history. I mean greatest in terms of most admirable. I mean like the most overwhelmingly successful evil oh, fuckers yeah, yeah. ever. Yeah, because they're the closest some, thing to Cobra that's ever yeah, happened. But like, what, didn't Russia try to do some like weird eight-man thing? The Russian army did, yeah, right? They're trying to, I, I don't know, inseminate women with chimp jizz yeah and to like make eight men or some bullshit versa. yeah, yeah they're no they yeah stalin wanted an eight-man army yeah that's so like for, if sure. for some reason in fucking hitler's diary and he's like oh yes i want fucking frogmen to go and kill everybody like i could see them doing well that. You, you know i mean listen all right so we've talked about this kind of stuff in the ohio river valley where if things could migrate and not be seen be it the uh indescribable octoman or the original loveland frogmen this would be a great way to make a military force completely camouflaged. If you remember, we had that listener that Whoa. mentioned there's that military base that's near the Ohio River Valley. Absolutely. Was, so we were talking about maybe it was some shit that escaped from there, possibly. So if, if we're dealing with, in France, right, with this story, if we're dealing with something that is a military operation, whether it is Nazi or whether it is like, like some sort of like France military, I don't know, France is a military, right? Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm yes. just checking. Yes, I'm just checking. Is, All right, I don't there know. There is a French military. I don't know. Just, just, I don't just know. Checking. What do you checking. think they do? I don't Who know. Who protects them? They have wine and cheese, and they're cool. What's up, France listeners? Um, so if this is some sort of like military operation where they have these weird humanoid bipedal frog, I mean, these could be like... This could be like a, not a humunculus, but like a, a grown fucking organism or whatever. That's just like a soul. So you're talking like, like, like a techno homunculus. Like a techno homunculus. Built in yeah, a lab. yeah. So a life form built in a lab to live in a very specific environment, totally. given technology to enhance its already natural abilities, and sent out for what purpose? To destroy its enemies. Of course. There's nothing well, here. Yeah. Isn't that he the only purpose? He just finds fucking frogs with helmets. They freeze. There's nothing there. What, a non-human amphibious army would be devastating. I'll give you that. 
Would it really though? Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, this dude could maybe you gotta give him weapons. You gotta if, train him. If you think about it, this dude in his car could probably take out a good portion of these fuckers. Dude, that guy in that car, the way they froze, he probably could have gone out there with a stick and just whacked them all. Yeah. Right. Or they, they could have bucked. turned on I mean, who They knows? might have had razor-sharp teeth for all we so, fucking know and hopped all yeah, over and fucking torn them limb from limb. Where are we all? Where are we at with this right now? Robert, what do you think? I'm not, I'm not giving up a, a mystical angle. We haven't gone there. Oh, you were talking about this a little bit. All right. Um, but, but who's to say? Who's to say that fucking... I'm not listen. I'm not saying a is fucking this an army of angels. An ancient French wizard cast a spell, and they would oh. come forth from the earth. The, the you know the creatures that dwelled there. The people, yeah, and and do it. But but who's to say? There's the scientific angle, um, and then there's maybe the more mystical angle, like the little people that are constantly being referred to, um, dude, elemental legend and, yeah. and whatnot, and elementals. Yeah. And we're no none of us are experts on that. We know that. I mean, you no. know. I, you know, I read Froud's book. I fucking love the artwork. I don't know shit about really fairy goblin. You just know, don't fuck with them. You're good, I oh guess, yeah, no. Yeah. Basically, don't let them steal your baby. Don't try to take their gold. Leave them mm. a little gift. If you see one, be super polite. Don't follow them into their hovel because you lose seventeen years of your yeah, life. Yeah, it's a bummer. Don't pork one because that goes all awry. No, you can't be having sex, and that's yeah. just things, yeah. things get bad. Or you know, and at, we, of course, we have to invoke the word. Ultra terrestrial. Oh. And, and I don't mean that necessarily just in the sense of shape shifting mind fuckers. Just some trickery. Certainly that could be it. But or or maybe interdimensional. Could I be. I mean there's something like that would be known. Right. If throughout rural France there was an army of frogmen with the helmets, yeah. Ostensibly amphibious creatures, helmet clad, were just, you know, marching through in the fields like, oh, yeah. they're a nuisance in this time of year. Yeah, but we just hear the it. goddamn frogs again. <laughs> they just eat the worms and freeze when you put the light on them. They don't hurt anything. Yeah, yeah. Let the frogmen be. Yeah. If I mean, that they, happened, we'd know. They didn't have Ooh, any maybe. weapons with them, which makes me think Could it be that... like the thousand year frogmen. <laughs> that only the French know about. Right. <laughs> It could be. They, they could up. very well be left over from World War II, and they just happen to wake up and they're like, "Oh god, oh god, damn it!" I was almost going to do a French accent, but I stopped myself. Oh god, bless you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh god, damn it!" Here we go, and they get up, they're stretching their legs, they're walking around, got their helmets going. For some reason, I'm thinking about Weapon X though, like Wolverine Weapon oh, X. Oh, I remember the yeah, big fat dude. bulky helmet. Yeah, dude, he had the yeah. helmet and like the cords going yeah. down to like all the different control no, it, boxes. Nothing, nothing that complex. The drawing was very, very. He simple. was naked. It, it looks like a. Uh, an upside down teapot with a flat top. It rounds down to the side of the face, and then oh. there's two like four inch circles in okay. the middle of it. Yeah, all right, well. that's it. All Real right. basic shit. So, at are least you, from what he saw, are you going to go spiritual, interdimensional, fairy folk, elemental, ultra-terrestrial? I mean, I haven't ruled out. It is France, after all. Okay. Extraordinary art installation. Oh, I didn't think about that. What if this they was had, an actually, art installation? They didn't move. Yeah. He what if they were move. just extraordinary inhuman sculptures and juxtaposed with that is a piece of useless technology made perhaps of overturned teapots like a toaster that or were some designed shit. to make some random, random passerby shit their pants yeah, like, and this fuck? Andy Kaufman-esque French fucking artist that yeah. was just trying to just fuck someone's mind over and make them think in new ways. Just like the old, like, like, like the OG Banksy or something? Yeah, super Banksy. All right. I like that Banksy idea. Banksy McCoffman. Oh, I, I like right. that idea, but it's not nearly as cool as I want this to be a French fighting force a military black op. Oh, okay, oh, well, oh, listen, I'm just be. saying that. It can be. It has to be. It really has to be a highly trained, uh, super amphibious army 
designed by Nazi scientists in the early 40s before, you know, the war turned, um, where they took probably the brains of their key SS warriors and planted them in these creatures that they kind of cobbled together genetically from various amphibians and other predatory things, found that the brains weren't quite clicking, so they had to have a helmet that sort of was like the chest plate that keeps Tony Stark alive, but this is the thing that keeps the brains functioning and allows them to see at night. And then they just were going to use them to do some really fucking nefarious shit but the tide turned the war was lost they got buried with the hopes of you know the fourth reich you know someday rising with them and something triggered maybe it was the electrical storm because it was a dark and stormy night as you mentioned something happened that triggered their fucking hibernation systems and they were unleashed i like i you know why don't you write this shit down and because create a it's script. transcribed it's here create a script sell the fucking script <laughs> talk to your agent for the love of god talk to your agent done i mean i've been your agent now for sure quite a, for many years can we do something with this <laughs> let me pitch this all right chris what do you think um it was 50 blue heron oh i knew it that, that, god damn i knew someone all, was gonna bring all up the got heron. their heads caught in teapots okay i like that too all right is anyone is anyone gonna teapots. talk about the elephant in the room what's that the old hobo with a stick. Oh, oh, 50, the hobo, old hobo, 50 homeless. 50, 50 bony stick. hobos. Yeah. 50 nudist Shit. hobos with bicycle oh, yeah, reflectors. They naked. All right. I didn't think about that. Posing but yeah, in a maybe, field. maybe we're dealing with just 50 naked dudes. It happens. It, it happens. Yeah. Here's the weirdest thing, though. Why never seen again? Why seen once, one person. I don't know. Something this massive would have to, I mean, not necessarily left any marks. Granted, right. it was a year before somebody found web tracks, which is an interesting correlation, but not necessarily a direct but, you one. Know, you know, sometimes with these things, you're just dealing with like a one and done. Yeah, well, often you know? with these yeah, things, we're dealing a with one a one and done. And, done. Like, and it's okay if it's like Flipper in Mexico or Vegetable right. Man. Space. Or any number of things. Heller Space for life. Or any number of these things. But it is not okay when it is at least 51. Yeah, that's weird. It's weird, yeah. And and you know, we don't even know they're from underground. I, we keep saying underground because it seems like where else could it be? It, it, you, you're not flying. You don't have wings. Right. There was a river not far away. So maybe they are... Uh, Trailing on the shots of these or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. I don't remember the name of the fucking river, but there was a river not far from that field in, in the map that was Isn't drawn. Isn't it the, was it the Champs Elysees? Isn't that what it's called? That's like a no effect song or something? Oh, yeah. something. I can't yeah. remember. Some fancy river. Regardless. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they popped out of the river just I'm, to forage. Maybe, just to eat some shit. Maybe I'm going to go. They're going to uh, go keep swimming to wherever their home is. I'm going full left field. <clears throat> I'm going with the unattainable. The unanswerable. God, all right. Alien. Oh. Ah. Someone had to do it. Which, by the way, is the standard op. It is. It is. Almost ever. That's why it was published in the Flying Saucer Review after it was first published in Lights in the Sky in the French, you know, Flying Saucer Review. Dude, maybe everything's an alien, dude. You never know. know, I get it. (laughs) It's inhuman. Fucking ghosts are aliens. It it is evidently intelligent enough to wear, if not actually design, some sort of technology. Right. And all of that's like one light in the sky and boom, it's an alien story. Yeah. Right. And so maybe he just didn't happen to see the UFO, or maybe the UFO could landed be. and went dark, or who the fuck knows? Whoa. That would explain a lot, actually, because then they could just be like, well, fuck it, we're done here. Let's get back on the ship. Wasn't it, um, was it the, what the fuck was that episode we did? Was it the Bird Beasts of Var? Was that oh, in yeah. France? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Maybe we're dealing with, some, uh, man, I don't know, man, maybe the alien just come down or whatever, or maybe they just interdimensionally appear, and all of a sudden, boom, they're there, and the next thing you mean, they're gone. No one's 
no one's none, none the better or wiser for I it. I would love the well, thought that yeah. the fucking little green frogmen and the bird beasts of Var were fucking death-locked enemies. Yeah. Like, they hate each other. Dude. Just the fucking, the, the hopping horde, as we'll call yeah, the fucking frogmen. Oh, Jesus. And the fucking, the fluttering fiends fucking going at it Fuck since yeah. a time immemorial in space and earth is their battleground and it is fucking on. Yeah. Awesome. Or, or All they right. just live in the hollow earth. <laughs> It's like, it's, not like, the it's like Land of the Lost. Could like, be, yeah. Those, those frogmen are like the sleaze axe. <clears throat> oh, totes. Yeah. They have tech, and they randomly come up, and they're like... <sighs> yeah. They show up, they're pissed. They get scared, and then they well, go back to the Hollow Earth. They, I don't know if they're pissed. Yeah, they they're angry. Why? They come, they they, because anything. they come to fight the fucking the dwellers on the crust, and they're pissed. The dwellers oh, of the crust? Yeah. Wow. Did you just say that? Yeah, they're, that's they're upset. What, you've diminished us so much. because yeah, that's what we Dude, are. Dude, I have never felt so small as when you said like that phrase. Fucking, we're, we are just fucking wow. parasites on a crust. Just oh, ruining this motherfucker. Wow. Ruining it. Reality Fossil check. Fuel. Take that home, listeners, and there put that in your pipe. Yeah. You and mean... smoke Uncle Mark's wisdom. <laughs> nice. Wow. Yeah, okay. All right. So I think that's going to do it. What do you think? Did we round that out good enough to leave people completely confused? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, I, I don't know what even just yeah. happened. This is a super yeah. clusterfuck. I don't think yeah. any of us have a real theory. It's just amazeballs. And how wicked would it be to see that? And also, don't fucking take someone as fucking. Uh, un- untrustworthy simply because they can relate a harrowing event calmly. I've known a lot of people that have been through some really brutal shit and then even like a week later can just tell you. Yeah. Right. That to me, that thing that caused their initial skepticism until the, you know, the footprint was discovered or the case of it, that to me is some bullshit. You can be absolutely terrified by something and heart sick and whatever else and then relate it to officials in a calm and direct way. Right. Yeah. That's right. some that's some bullshit. Like you have to have instinct for emotions and you have to feel people feel things in different ways. Don't be a dick and don't be a judge. All right. Well there's your dick uh, judge. There's your moral lesson for the week. Don't be a dick don't be a dick, don't be a judge. Yeah. Although we have friends that are judges in that case, be a judge because you're pretty cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, so, I mean, if you're you on the bench, fucking yeah. judge. Exactly. Yeah. Judge, ju- judge away. Dick or judge. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag dick we'll or judge. All right, cool. Thank you for joining us for the Kryptonite Podcast. Uh, ratings and reviews. Stick around. We're going to be doing some of those. Uh, social medias, Indices, Twitters, Facebook. Hit us up. Leave us some reviews in the iTunes Apple Podcast. Buy our shit at uh, Big Cartel and T Public. The links will be in the description of this podcast. Um, bah, 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 bah. that's it, right? I think that's did it. Did I hit it all? I think you nailed yeah, it. Did. Sounds great. Right, cool. We will be talking to you soon. Goodbye. Fucking cross parasites. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>
So ice cream cat sewn. It's um, it's. Soothing. Do we have a nice rambling, easy going? Maybe she thinks oh, we're smooth. Are we like Morgan Freeman's? Oh, could be. No, we can't yeah. aspire to that. Well, I am. I I, well, yeah, you, well, I, in every way. But I mean, I met the editorial. We and I'm glad that we can help you all with your anxiety. That's uh, that's something that we all deal absolutely. with, and it's very nice to know that we can help people. So uh, thank you, Ice Queen Cat Robert. I have a review from Scott G. Larson. And it's a big one. God bless him. All right, let's do it. I have long been interested in all aspects of the paranormal. That being said, I do not consider myself a quote-unquote believer. I do believe most sightings of any nature can be explained away, but not all. It is the small percentage, not easily explained, that fascinates me. Here fucking here. I agree with that completely. Totally. As for this podcast, I love they focus on... I love that they focus on lesser-known cases. I get a re- I get real tired about hearing about Roswell and other such stories over and over again. The hosts have a lot of fun with the topics, but get the facts as known and present the data in a clear and concise manner. Thank you. We try. Thank you very much. As for the theme of the podcast, I have used this description before, but I think it is the best way to describe this podcast. Imagine yourself with three friends enjoying a drink and discussing the paranormal. This show does come across like listening to friends just having a friendly conversation. And indeed it is. Indeed it is. I mean, that's fucking, I mean, that's literally it. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Rob writes an article and comes and discusses it with Chris and I, and then we try to debunk him or agree. (laughs) <laughs> that's, well, that's not well, exactly. That's what we do. I don't come in with a theory. You do. You got a thesis. No, I present a, a series of facts. I do not have theses. And then, well, once, once we read it, then we all do. Oh yeah. We, once I, you know what's funny? I, I I try to write it. Listen, I, I occasionally I, though you go through in the article. I am not going but. to like try to do my own horn, but I really try to get mega sources. I, I fucking try to distill the most corroborated elements and put it all together in a big fancy fucking hole because I love our listeners. And then once I do that, <laughs> when I'm reading it with you guys, it's like I'm wearing a completely different hat than the writer researcher hat. At that point, I'm just yeah. sort of listening with you, and I'm going, oh well. Clearly, yeah. that's some shit that's going on. Then well, sure. Chris and I say it's a blimp, and you get angry, and we all move on. Yeah, because it's never a fucking blimp. It's always a blimp. It has never been a it's fucking blimp. At least five were blimps. Yeah, at least five were blimps. Crawfordsville might have been a blimp. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But that's it. They are really? A fucking dirty cat blimp. There's more. <laughs> and that's the only that's fuck sucking one. All right. Is that, is that for that for that review? That's it. All right, cool. And thank you. You know, Scott G. Larson, thank you. Thank you for fu- taking yeah, the time you, to totally. notice. And you're absolutely right. It's what we are. And thank you for that fine review. Oh, I got best cryptid show I have found. Five stars from Woo Hoo Choo Choo. Oh wow. Yeah. I think you nailed it. I think I did. Great chemistry between hosts, good content, and there is a nice amount of research without it being too heavy or dry. I also like that they look at cryptids that aren't really widely known. Great show. Thank you. Thank Yay. you. Woo-hoo, choo-choo. Thank you. <laughs> That's how I say your name. No, that was good. That's how I say your name. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Robert? I've got one from Joshua Coffee. And he says, super fun listen. These guys are hilarious, and the amount of content on obscure cryptids is awesome. Thank you. Well, shit. Cool. We try, and we love obscure cryptids. We do. We do. Fuck the normal jams. Nobody wants to... Well, everyone wants to hear that. If you're going to see a band, you want to hear the hits. If you're coming to us, you want the fucking weird. Although when I saw Slayer, I don't think they played War Ensemble. 
No, I don't think they did. No, really? man, no you know what? They did. They, they they didn't play Seasons in the Abyss. That's what it was. It was Seasons. In the well, Abyss I mean, they got. There's only so much you can pick from. You need to play you Seasons in the Abyss. Decades of hits, <gasps> though. You have to choose because you got to play Rain and Blood too, and you yeah, got to play dude, South of Heaven. Of, yeah, but out of everything from Seasons in the Abyss, they played like Dead Skin Mask, of course, War of course. Ensemble. Yes, oh, of course. Yeah, I think they played like Spirit in Black, which is like a rarity. Like it's kind of like a. Well, weird you got to dig ball. deep a little. You can't. It can't all be the gems. Yeah, but I mean, dude. The fuck? You didn't play Seasons in the Abyss? Are you going to be all right with this? No, I'm not. I'm moving on <laughs> to this next review from Sasquatch 46,000 Five Stars Great Palette Cleanser. I'm moving on, Rob. Right on. All right. Well done. I listen to mainstream pods like uh, HSW, Time Suck, Hysteria 51, and MU. Normally, but you guys are a definite palette cleanser. You will not find your subject matter just out there. Uh, to be explored and exploited. Stay frosty. Rob, your art is righteous. Thanks to the pods. Well, thank you. We are frosty. Right. I try Sweet. to keep it righteous. And I kind of like the fact that, I guess, in between uh, mainstream main courses, we are the palate cleansing weird shit that you throw into your fucking mind mouth. Yeah, it's good to know. To, fucking, do, yeah. to prime it up, get, get all the garbage from the last one out, and then go afresh. So, uh, fascinating compliment. Yeah. And yeah. again... Thanks for uh, liking the Sweet. art. Sweet. Thank uh, you. Do you have any more Facebook or is that I am it? flat the fuck out, I think. All right. I got one more to round us out here, and then we are done for this episode. This is called Five Stars from Uncle Auntie, and it is titled Pepperidge Farms. Ha! Oh, man. <laughs> these, gals, <clears throat> these guys have found a great formula. Chris, Mark, and Rob put together a fucking, it's all blushed out, great pod. Uh, their use of Rob's research, Mark's humor, and Chris's music play like a symphony to the ears. If you don't like colorful language, who cares what you think? Ooh, yeah. These gents put together a fun, informative pod that is great. That is a great escape from the day to day. Whether it be hell or space, swamp gas, or an errant weather balloon, they give insightful commentary. They introduce you to obscure and overlooked paranormal, cryptid, and uf ufological events to educate and dare I say it, entertain. Uh, they are my number two podcast and will always be my go-to for a chuckle. I only have one request. More Chris. The Surly SOB is hilarious. I'm Surly. T-Bell. It's, it's fair. I've awesome. Al I've always cool. wanted Thank Maximum you, Chris from Word Go. T-Bell. Yeah, fucking T-Bell. Taco Bell. Fucking. Uh, Ooh, yeah, thank yeah, you for the Taco review. Bell. That's, uh, that was a pretty informative and pretty in-depth one. So. So awesome, cool. Thank you very much for your ratings and your reviews. Uh, again, you can leave those in the iTunes and the Apple Podcast apps. Those are two different things we got to talk about. Apple gets mad at <laughs> you, us. Because every time wow, I say it, I get so, so mad. fucking annoyed. I see this. iTunes and Apple Podcast, just keep this shit the same. No, it's Why Apple. Why are you going to rebrand fucking iTunes to the Apple Podcast apps? Just have a separate podcast app that runs off of fucking iTunes. Because this one does. It sort of just makes sense what you're God saying. God damn it all anyway, Apple. You, your it's range Apple. is not lost it's Apple. God, I know. Son of a bitch. You, you know what? Necessary partitions. Also, too, um, be sure to leave your ratings and reviews yes. on the, the Facebooks as well. So there you have it. And we're talking to you. Gee, oh, wow. Yeah, wow. you like that? Yeah. This is a new Damn, dad. Man. She stands alone. It's a new day, new day. Are you, are you our same dad? Why, why, <laughs> why did you... Why, what just, happened? Where's, reason, where's real dad? Hooting the Blowfish has been stuck in my mind. Did you see him why. in Disney? 
<laughs> yeah, no, no, actually. Did you switch places with Harry? Yeah, no, I just, Darius Rucker, I just has been stuck in my head. I don't know why. Did, you, did he change your life view? I, you know what's weird is he's not, like, he can sing. He's he can, not, yeah. He's not no terrible. one's debating that. No, no, no one ever, none of us said that. But I feel like. A lot of his choices about what he wants like to sing. I feel like he gets, like, the nickelback treatment sometimes. Like, oh, we're going to blowfish. But he's not, like. No, he's not that bad. Well, there, no, there he's is not a, Chad Krug or whatever his name is. I don't no, know. I don't know. Should, should we even talk about Nickelback, or is it like a bad thing to do? Is that like I, I, is, no, that, I think, is that corny? Know, it's like invoking Ted McGinley. It is, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, we should right. maybe let this one lie. Well, Ted, you know what? Um, hopefully, Darius Rucker has a new record out soon, and I'm still upset that Slayer did not play since in the best. So, wow, there you go. Right on. All right, cool. And we'll be talking to you. Apparently, bye. See you again. <laughs> Fucking wow. <laughs> How do we go out on Slayer and Darius Rucker? It's you fucking your fault, man.